Welcome to the podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Logan campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Hey, let me pray this morning. Dear Father, we thank you. God, we thank you that we can be in your house. God, we thank you that we can be here together. Lord, that we can have some fun. We can hear from your word. And God, I pray this morning that we won't hear my words, but we will simply hear you. God, let your Holy Spirit speak into our lives this morning. God, into those places that that no one knows about. God, into those places where where we're just wrestling through some things and celebrating other things. So Lord, I pray this morning, Speak to our lives and speak into our futures. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Just a, just a mental note, did anyone watch the football last Sunday night? Yes, it's a good, good moment. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't let, just I couldn't let it go past. So uh, hey, let me just get straight into this morning. Hey, uh, hey we, uh, we've started a brand new series. We're week two of a brand new series called One Another. Uh, we had Ben Dayton up here last week preaching an incredible message on, and he stirred us about loving one another. It's a series that, that is that's all about the realities of our life. It's about, it's about the fact that each one of us have to navigate the relationships and the people in our lives. So last week, as I said, we looked at loving one another, and this morning we're going to look at caring for one another. Now, I don't know about you, but each one of us carry weights burdens and challenges. Each one of us carry different things in our lives that kind of that weigh us down at times. Things that keep us up at night, keeps things that, that, that weigh on our minds. And it, whether it might be for you, whether it's maybe some of your finances, you know, the finances worry us and they, they stir us and they challenge us. Maybe for you, it's, it's something around your spouse. And uh, look, I just need to say that this is 10 kilos, this one here. Uh, and so, so, you know, for some of us, you know, it's the challenges and, the, and the, around our marriages at times. It might be, let me just see what this one is. We'll, go, we'll skip to this one. You know, it might be something to do around our futures, you know, and we worry and we stress about our futures and, and we, we carry these burdens of worry around our futures. And then, oh, and then we, we have to worry about work. And we worry about work and we stress about work and we carry the burdens of work. And then we, we worry about losing our jobs. And, and then we worry about our kids and we worry about our families. And so we carry these burdens of, of worrying about our kids and our families. And then we worry about trying to pick up the next thing. And we worry about our, our friendships. We have the burden of our friendships. We have the burden... Of fun. And so we, we worry about, oh, just about fell off the stage. And we worry, about, we worry about fun and we worry about, you know what, I don't know about you, but in the midst of carrying all of these at times, we worry about, you know, the first one that's easy to let go of is fun. And then we worry about, we lost fun. We've got no, oh, we've lost, I don't know what that one was. That was our friends, we've got no friends. We've, we're still back on work. And then the most important one, is we've, we've, we forgot about New South Wales. <laughs> and then oh, we try and carry, and we walk around in life carrying all of the burdens and the weights 
that we all carry and then we break them and they pour out on the stage. We all carry different burdens and weights. My big idea for us this morning to grapple with and to remember is simply this. To get my breath back. (laughs) The more people that help us carry the load, the lighter and the more manageable the load becomes. The more people that help us carry our loads, the lighter and the more manageable the load becomes. Now, I don't know about you, but you read that and you go, you know what, that seems a really simple idea. It's a really simple idea that, to remember, the more people that help us carry the loads, the lighter and more manageable the load becomes. I want to suggest to you this morning that it's funny how some of the simple things in life are actually the most challenging. You know, it's kind of like simply trying to tell my kids when they're finished with their dirty dishes to put them in their dishwasher. It's a simple thing, but it's really complicated. Or to remember that when we're driving along a double carriageway road thing, uh, that the left-hand lane is, not, is, 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 is a good place to be. Right-hand lane is if you're overtaking only. You know, it's a really simple thing to remember. It's really hard to put into practice at times. But we live in a world where there's a lot of burdens and there's a lot of challenges We live in a world where there's loneliness and isolation and discouragement and hatred and all sorts of epidemics around our community and our nation and our world. We're more connected than ever through digital connections and digital relationships and yet we're more disconnected than ever because we've we've learned to put ourselves and our own interests above anyone or anything else and the realities are I'm no exception like you're no exception. But we know one thing for sure. That trying to carry all of those weights and all of those burdens are too heavy to carry on our own. And so we've got to understand that the God who made us, the one that created us and hand-knit us in our mother's wombs, he had a different idea. He had a different vantage point. He had a different perspective of it all. And he calls us to live in a community and as a community that tells our community the more people that help us carry the load, the lighter and the more manageable the load becomes. This morning we're going to jump into three verses out of Galatians chapter 6. So if you've got your Bibles, open up to Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. Or you can watch the screen or you can listen to me. Galatians chapter 6, three verses, verse 2, 9, and 10, says this, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. Let us not grow weary in doing good, but at the right time, at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunities, this, this, this verse here is an imperative. It's saying not that one day we might have opportunities, but as we have opportunities right here and right now, let us do good to who? Let's do good to who? All people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So this morning, the title of a message is simply this. You've dropped something. 
You dropped something with a little tagline at the bottom, carrying together. A couple of weeks ago, I put a, uh, put a jacket on for the very first time. I was going out, and, and so we've migrated from summer to winter, and it's really cold. And so I grabbed this jacket, and I was out with some friends, and I put my keys in my jacket pocket. So I put my keys in my jacket pocket, and as I pulled my hand out, something fell on the ground. And one of the boys said, hey, Dave, you dropped something. And I looked down, it was $20. Now, how many of us love putting on a pair of jeans or a jacket or something that we haven't, maybe it's a handbag, whatever it might be, and we haven't worn them for a little while, and we put a hand in our pocket or whatever it might be, and you pull something, and maybe it's that last key or some money. Have you ever done that? How great is that feeling? When you put your hand in, you're like, whoa, it's like, I've just won the lotto, I've just found the 20 bucks, that's awesome. I've got three kids, and so they go through my pockets in my jeans, and so rarely does that happen. But this was one of those great moments, great moments when I found $20 that I'd lost. See, we all love finding something that we thought was lost, that we'd misplaced. Paul here is writing to the church in, sorry, not the church in Corinth. He's, he's writing to the Galatian church. And he's writing to them to say, hey, I want you to let you know you've lost something. I wanted to let you know that you've forgotten something. You see, in the midst of what was happening in that church, it was a brand new church, brand new campus. God was doing incredible things. They were seeing supernatural things happening. They were seeing numbers of people come to know Jesus. And I don't know about you, but that feels a little bit like what God's been doing here. Seeing new people come every week. Seeing God do the supernatural things. We're seeing people give their lives to Jesus. And so Paul here is writing to them and he's reminding them, hey, you know, these things are amazing and these things are fantastic. But I want you to know that you've, you've lost some things, you've forgotten some things, you've dropped some balls in some area. And so these are the things he wanted to remind us. Paul here is reminding them and he's reminding us this morning that we were never designed to live and flourish alone but in relationship with one another. In other words, what Paul was saying to the church and what God is saying to our church in this season is that God's vision for the church is that we would be an irresistible community where we, see, where we passionately express our love for God through how we treat those around us. And the realities are, is as we treat those around us out of a passion and a love for God, what happens is that people far from Jesus be intrigued by, by your and my life and your and my faith, and they'll come to relationship with him. In other words, Paul here is saying that, that, that as a church, as a community, we need to be people who care for one another. So the title of the message this morning is You've Dropped Something. So we all carry burdens. And we all drop different things at different times. We all have a lot of challenges that we have to face in our life, both the exciting ones but also some of the challenging ones. But rather than me talking about this too much longer, I'm going to invite up a, a couple in a church just to share some of their story about what God has been doing in their lives. So Gavin, Nat, if you guys want to come up, up to the hot seat, or the hot stool. I'm still puffing my life. So guys, I want to just tell us, for those who don't know you, I just want to, it should be on, it should be good to go. I just want to tell us a little bit snapshot about yourselves. 
Yep, so my name's Natalie, my husband Gavin, we've been married for about 12 years. Um, we have two boys, one who's almost 10 and the other one's almost 7. Um, and we um, are up in kids ministry most of the time and we like to lead life groups as well in our home. And um, we're both teachers during the week. Awesome, awesome. Nat, can you share with us what the last couple of years has looked like for both of you guys? Yeah, so the last couple of years for us, um, we've seen uh, an abundance of openness between the two of us, but we've just started to open up a lot to the community around us. Um, So at the end of last year, we had a miscarriage um, where we lost our third child, um, and we at the time were pretty open about it, and we just saw, um, I guess, God's grace and God's blessing since that um, in regards to our marriage and um, just things around us as well. So yeah. It's one of the things that we've been through recently, so yeah. Is there some other things that you've been through over the last couple of years? Yep, so at the start of last year, um, my sister was in a domestic violent relationship, um, and so we spent um, in the vicinity of about um, six months trying to pull her out of that relationship, um, and then spent the next six months um, rebuilding that relationship with her and um, getting her some help in that kind of thing, so yeah. Awesome, awesome. Gav, what, as far as you guys, what's community meant for you guys during all of this? So you've gone through miscarriages, you've gone through uh, siblings going through domestic violence situations and all sorts of things, you know, personally. You've also changed schools, new jobs, new different, you know, uh, new, to, new to church here, new community of people. There's a lot, been a lot of changes and a lot of challenges. What's that community been like for you? So for us, um, community has been really important. Um, We have had some really high highs, but also hit some pretty tough patches throughout this this time. Um, And to be able to share um, vulnerably with people around us um, what we've been through through our life group, um, even though we're leading that life group, to actually have members that we can can share our lives with, um, that... At the call, at the sound of a text message, we have prayer warriors. Um, when we went through the domestic violent relationship and, and the withdrawal of, of Nat's sister, um, to be able to send out a text and at the drop of a hat, we had eight guys rock up with cars and trailers ready to move her um, in a moment. Um, and to have that kind of support and love around us uh, has really helped... Uh, keep us focused um, and deepen our relationship, not only with each other, but with God as well. Awesome. How else has it helped you guys? How about personally through all of this? I think personally, it was particularly the miscarriage last year hit me really hard. Um, to to sit in church, um, I think it was not... 24 hours or just over 24 hours afterwards um, and the emotional impact of that at the time uh, was huge Um, but to have people just uh, our community just come around and love on us whether it was a phone call during the week or a text message or uh, whether it was someone dropping food around or whether it was the actual ability to ring someone at three o'clock in the morning and say, we need your support, we need your help, whether that's family or whether that's friends, our community uh, that we have is around us, 
we, I don't think we would have got through um, as positively as we have without that love and support. Hey guys, thank you so much. Thank you for being vulnerable to share some of your journey uh, in front of all your new community here. Uh, can we just give these guys a hand? We heard really vulnerably from both Gav and Nat about their journeys, some of the really challenging times that they've been through together. Galatians 6 says this, carry one another's burdens. I don't know about you, but I love that, I love that imagery. Love that imagery when I read that and then I hear Gavin that story about some of the some of the horrifically challenging seasons and times they've been through. The times where they've questioned and they've wondered and they've wrestled through so much stuff. And yet they've had a group of people who they've been able to be open and honest enough with and vulnerable enough with, but also people who have been there to be in their lives through so many challenging times. I love that picture, carrying each other's burdens. But Gavin Nat had to reach out. They had to reach out to people around them so that they could stand with them and so that they could carry their burdens with them. A long time ago, there's a story told about a king. Uh, he, this king had two sons, twin sons. He was blessed and born with twin sons. And, and this king was, got to a, the, the sons got to an age where he couldn't quite remember which one was born first because they were, really, they were born very, very close together. And so the king was not sure which one it was was actually born first, but he realised that, that his, nays, his days were getting numbered. And he realised it was getting to the point where he was going to have to make some decision who was going to be the, the next king, the next prince, the next heir over his kingdom. So he gathered his sons together. He called them into his chamber. And he said, boys, I, we need to make some decisions. There is going to be a day when one of you is going to become the next king of this nation. And, and the, to be king means that you carry a lot of weight. To be king means that you carry a lot of burdens. And so what I'm going to do is I've devised this idea to figure out who can carry the burdens, carry these weights the best. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you to the furthest corner of our kingdom. And when you get there, you're going to meet, be met by one of, one of my advisors. And one of the advisors is going to give you each the exact same weight which you're to carry. Now, whoever gets back here with your weight first, we're the next king over our nation. So the two boys were excited. They knew what this meant. And they had equal opportunity of being able to be the next king. So when they, when they eventually got to the corner of the, the kingdom and they were, they were both given the, the heavy weight for them both to carry, they, excuse me, they sent out on their race together. <coughs> Soon after they started, they passed by an elderly lady who was, who was trying to drag a whole bunch of heavy weight back to her house. And one of the sons suggested that maybe they should stop and actually help her. The other brother said, you've got to be kidding. Have you seen how heavy these weights are? Have you seen how heavy it is trying to run with these things? Maybe, you know, if you want to do it, that's fine, but I'm not going to go. I'm, I want to be the next king. And so that brother left, leaving the other brother there. So the other brother helped this little old lady with all of her stuff back to it, getting back to her house. And he started off in his race again. And he soon discovered that there was a whole lot more people that needed a whole lot more help along the way. 
There was a, there was a blind man who, who couldn't see, and so he helped him back to his house. There was, a, there was a small child that he lost his parents, and so he picked up, scooped up the little boy, and he, and he raced him home to his parents who were so worried about him. He, he, found, a, he found a farmer whose, whose wagon had get stuck in a whole lot of mud, and so he helped him get his wagon out of the mud, and eventually he helped these people, and eventually he made it back with his burden, with his weight, back to the castle. And as he trudged in, as he stumbled in the doors of the castle, he was met by the other brother with dismay and disdain on his face. He said, I don't understand. I told dad that the the weights that he entrusted us were just too heavy. They were too significant. They were too weighty. And I I couldn't do it. And I don't understand how you got back here with your weight and I didn't. The brother who had helped the different people along the way stopped and he paused and he threw his weight on the ground. And he made this statement. I suppose when I helped others carry their burdens, I found the strength to carry my own. I suppose when I helped others to carry their burdens, I found the strength to carry my own. We've all been to a wedding. And no doubt most of us have been to a wedding and you've witnessed a pastor stand up here with the, the couple about to, 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 to kiss and to swap rings and everything else. And, and no doubt at some point the, the pastor will read a passage out of Ecclesiastes chapter 4. You know the one. It goes like this. Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity one who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Reflect on your friendships. Reflect on your relationships. Reflect on the people that are in your world for a moment. How true is Ecclesiastes chapter 4? How true is that, not just for weddings and wedding days, but how true is it for our life? That, that we were never designed to live our lives on our own. We were never designed to live and to flourish on our own because we all know that we are better together. We know that we're better together. The NLT version of Galatians chapter two says this, share each Others burdens. I was talking about this yesterday with Shadi. And, and she said to me, she said, Dave, you know what strikes me about that passage? You know what strikes me about where it says, share one another burden? I said, What's that, Shadi? And she said, What strikes me about it is this. What it doesn't say is fix one another's burdens. Take each other's burdens away. It doesn't say rescue each other from their burdens. It simply says share. Carry, share, carry one another's burdens. But I don't know about you. I read that sentence, I read that verse, and it's so, so beautiful and, and so amazing and yet so hard to put into, bra- into practice. And you know why I've discovered as I've reflected on this for me? I've discovered why for me it's so hard to put that into practice. Because it requires something from me. 
What it requires from me is it requires me to be vulnerable with other people. It requires from me that I've got to be honest with other people. It requires from me that I've got to be open with other people. See, what would people think? And I know this is what goes through your head because it's definitely what goes through my head. What would people think if they knew I was struggling? What would people think if they, if they knew that I dropped something? And the wise words of the young prince that day. He said, I suppose when I helped carry others' burdens, I found the strength to carry my own. See, there's something about it when we carry one another's burdens and they help carry our burdens, the load just gets lighter. See, church, we are part of a community. We're part of a community that cares for one another. And we, we all play a role in this. This is our moment where it's, it's all playtime. It's, it's where we each have a role to play to care for one another. And I want to suggest there's really three simple ways that I'm going to ask us as a church to care for one another. There's nothing profound in them, yet there's something significant in them. And the first one is this. We simply ask the question, how are you? Have you ever noticed that we ask a question, you can ask the same question five different ways and get five different responses? Like you can ask it this way. Hey, how are you going? They go, you're great. And I kind of go, really? I'm not really sure if that's really great, but hey, if that's what you're saying, that's great. Or we can really say, you know those moments where we say, hey, how are you going? And a really, how are you going? Second question is this. How can I pray? Now, I'm not going to get, a, I'm get, not going to get everyone to raise their hands here because mine is definitely up. We've all asked that question and the achievement or the, 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 the desire was that we would pray for you this week. And yet we leave the building, we get in the car, we do whatever else, something happens and we forget to ever pray for that person again. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands because mine's already up. I want to ask us to ask the question, how can I pray? And maybe it's even actually stopping in that moment and just shooting a quick prayer up to say, you know what, God, we're going to stand with this person. We're going to help this person carry this prayer. And God, we know that you can carry. You are the greatest carrier ever. And the last one is, last question I want us to ask is how can I help? I don't know if you know, it's a really big secret. And it's a really big secret that needs to become really public. And the really big secret that needs to get really big public is this, that you are the answer to someone else's prayer. When Gavin Nat went through all the stuff that they went through and they were praying prayers like, God, help me. A group of people turned up to the house and helped. When they asked prayers like, God, I don't know if I can get through this. Someone turned up with some some meals or something just to help them in this next step. See, you are the answer to someone else's prayer. In about six weeks' time, we start our, we have our first ever man camp. And I know in our church, there's, a, there's some guys here that you would love to go on man camp, but you can't due to some financial job situations and very different things. And I want to say to you this morning, there's a group of guys that have come to me and said, hey, we want to be the answer to someone else's prayer. And so we're going to fit, we're going to fit the bill so that someone, so that a guy can come on man camp. 
We've got, got a group of guys in our church who, who are on a list and they're like, hey, you know what? If we ever hear of anyone in our church who's just doing it tough and for whatever reason can't mow their lawns or can't do something around the house, then please let us know and we would love to help out. There's a group of ladies and, and, and guys, I'm not going to be sexist in this one, that, that would love to make meals to stand with you and go, you know what? I can't help you physically in your situation, but I can make some soup. I can make a meal. You see, church, we've got to understand that we are the answer to someone else's prayer. Three questions. How are you? How can I pray? <coughs> and how can I help? See, each one of us carry different weights and and different burdens through life. Some are light, some are easy, some are heavy, some are more significant. But we all carry them. On Wednesday night, I discovered I dropped something. On Wednesday night, we were, as a family, we were lying on the floor in the lounge room and we were playing card games. And in the middle of a playing card game, uh, I was stressed, I was tired, and, and Reuben was just trying to help. And I was getting a little bit annoyed because he wasn't playing the game, he was trying to help. And so I remember in the middle of the game, I yelled at Reuben and I said, stop trying to help and just play the game. What I didn't realise is that Reuben all of a sudden got really quiet. See, he's just trying to help. About an hour later, my 10-year-old Reuben went to his bedroom to go to bed. And I went into his bedroom to just to say goodnight, to lie with him and see how he was going. And as I walked in his bedroom, I could hear underneath his dunas, because he had it up over his head, I could hear Reuben crying. Imagine how I felt as a dad. So I sat on the side of his bed and I said, Rubes, what's going on? He said, Dad, I was really hurt when you yelled at me. He said, Rubes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I dropped the ball. I'm so sorry that I messed up. Rubes, I'm so sorry. I said, it's just, Dad's got a lot of stresses and a lot of weights on at the moment. And he said, Dad, Why? I said, Rube, see, even dads struggle at times. Even I struggle at times too. You see, Rubes, I, I balance all of these different weights. I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a friend, I'm a leader, I'm a pastor, I'm a guy, and I'm probably a million other things. And I said to Rubes, Rubes, I feel like at times I drop the ball. I feel like at times I'm not always a good dad. I feel like at times I'm not always a good husband. I feel like at times I'm not always a good friend. I feel like at times I'm not always a good pastor. I feel like at times I'm, I'm not always a good leader. And I feel like at times I'm, I'm often the bad guy. And what struck me was I was lying on my bed, lying on Reuben's bed that night, was that, that I needed to share my burdens with him. And I said to Reuben, I said, Rubes, can you help me? I said, Reuben, can you help me be a better dad? Rubes, can you help me be a better friend to you? See, I realized in those moments 
that we all carry a pile of weights. And I realised in those moments that the more people help carry the load, the lighter and the more manageable the load becomes. See, Paul here is crying out to the church and saying, it's time to carry each other's loads. And in your seat that you may have sat on when you came into the service this morning is a little car. And on one side of the little card, it says, care for one another. And on the other side of the car, on the card, it says, who am I called to care for? Church this morning, can I encourage you to grab this card? Can I encourage you in these moments? God, who is it that you're putting on my heart? God, who is it that, that you need me to make a phone call to, that I need to make a text to, that I'm to make a meal for, that I need to pop in and say hi? God, who is it that's in my world right now that, that I need to care for? Who is it? Who is it? Just over 2,000 years ago, Jesus carried a heavy load. The heaviest load that would ever be carried by any human. It was the load of our sin. It was the load of my sin and your sin. And in Romans chapter 15, it says this. Each of us need to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? See, that's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles. He waded right in and he helped out. See, I love that picture and I love that, that, that imagery that we find there. That, that it's for me, it's the imagery of someone kind of going into that swamp and the mire and the stagnant and the dirt and the filth and the grime and, and everything. And that's exactly what Jesus did when he carried this cross. He walked into the, to the muck and the junk and the stuff of my life and your life. And he dragged this cross up a hill and he was crucified on this cross for you and for me for the sins that I've done, for the sins that I would do, past, present, and future. Jesus carried the heaviest weight that would ever be carried. And He hung on this cross and He took it to this cross for you. This morning, I just want everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes for a moment. I want to remind you of the fact again that Jesus carried this weight for you. Jesus carried this burden for me. And all he asks of us is to give our junk 
so that He can forgive our sins. So this morning, if you've never asked Jesus into your life for the very first time, then this is your moment. This is the moment where we've got a gift for you, but the greatest gift that you could ever receive is eternal life and forgiveness of your past and freedom into your present and future. And all you need to say is yes. This morning, do you want to begin this journey with Jesus? Because it starts here, it starts now. I'm going to count to three. And three, if you want to say yes to Jesus, the one that carried it all on the cross for you, I'm just going to invite you to slip your hand up. I know this is a nervous moment, but everyone's eyes are closed. Because we want you to know that this is between you and God. We want you to know that this is the best decision you will ever make. One, Jesus loves you. Two, He carried this heavy burden for you. Three, come on this morning. Is that you? Is that you? Do you need to raise your hand and say yes to Jesus? to swap your past, to swap your baggage for eternal life. This morning, is that you? Is that you here? Is that you? Let me pray. Dearly Father, we thank you. Thank you for the reminder that we are better together. God, thank you for the reminders that that we need one another. God, thank you for the reminder that the more people that help carry the load, the lighter and more manageable the load becomes. God, in the moments where we want to push people away, God, I pray that we'll pull people in. Lord, let us be vulnerable. God, let us be open and let us be honest with those people around us. God, let us know that you are always with us and you are always for us. So God, let us know that we can cast our weights and our burdens on you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message from Gateway Baptist Church. We're a growing family and everybody who walks through our doors is welcome. If you'd like to connect with us, please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au to find out more.